Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 101, Routine for Developmental Swim Practices. That's right, we are continuing our season number one in 2023, covering the basics of how to run and implement a developmental swim program. And today we're going to be talking about routine. This is the second episode in this series, and we'll be looking at why you should be establishing habits, get your consistency in order, and define the framework that will lead you to better swimming faster. Join me today. What is routine and how does it apply and why is it so important to developmental swim programs? That's what we're going to be talking about today as we look into the importance of routine in your developmental swim program and the day-to-day operations of your practice writing and what you will be doing in your practices on a daily basis. Now, what I want to say is I'm going to be illustrating what we use and what we do in our developmental swim practices, and you are welcome to follow along with it and model after what we've done or iterate and do something all on your own. But what stands out through throughout this entire episode and what should be clear for you in your program when you are either setting it up or revamping it or looking at doing something new and different is that you should establish your habit, your routine. What framework do you want to define so that your swimmers can have clear expectations going into swimming? So keep that in mind as we go through today's episode. Now, what I want to hit on is what I just briefly talked about is that Why do we need a routine for our developmental swim practices? Now, what this means is routine encompasses nearly everything from where your swim practices are. Are they in the same location? Are they on the same days at the same time? To what you're doing each day during your swim practices. What What can the swimmers expect from your practices? What are the things that they know are going to happen on a daily basis? Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be doing the exact same activities every single day because you won't be. What I'm saying is, what will you be defining as your framework so that as you move from activity one, activity two, activity three in your program, your swimmers have some sort of expectation of what's going to happen next. Now, this is a very interesting thing, but children, the entire world is new to them, especially if you're working with younger kids, five, six, seven, eight. And I see a lot of hesitation and anxiety coming from the newer swimmers because they don't know what to expect. They're thrust into this new, different environment. It's in an entirely different atmosphere, a swimming pool. There are coaches on deck that are yelling or talking. It can be loud. There's kids that know what to do and kids that don't. You're asking them how to do all these different language things. Streamline, circle swim, push off the wall, front crawl, back crawl, butterfly, breaststroke, I am, you know, all these terminologies, uh, the names of your drills are all vastly new and different and completely unique to swimming. There isn't a lot of crossover between swimming and other sports and activities. 
Um, if you're playing baseball and you play softball, the it's pretty close together. You know, there's still a first base, second base, third base, but there's still a lot of language that you need to know. Um, but swimming has all this language, and we are teaching these true beginners. So we want to be aware of that as we are crafting our practices, that we will be have handling swimmers that are coming into the sport with little to no context, awareness, or understanding of how things work. And if we instantly demand that they do streamline but don't teach streamline, or we instantly demand that they push off the wall in a five-second interval but they don't know what that means, it's going to cause hesitation and reluctance and difficulty on the coach's part. And what I want to establish and what I want to review is that establishing a routine will help overcome that anxiety, that fear, and that hesitation that comes with being thrust into a new environment in a way that you don't quite understand. So having a framework that a child can expect on each day helps allay or calm those fears and anxieties when they come to your swim practices. So um, there are two podcast episodes already about the importance of routine. One of them is literally called The Importance of Routine. That's episode number 045, The Importance of Routine. So that's uh, Swimming Ideas podcast number 4545, The Importance of Routine. It's an excellent episode. Uh, and then number 52, where swimming is a habit, kind of leverages the framework of routine and talks about how uh, the act of swimming is actually a learned habit. So what we're doing as swim coaches is that we're training new habits for swimmers. And a habit is very simply when you begin any swim, you do a streamline. You're, the trigger is to begin swimming. The habit is to do a streamline immediately. So push off the wall and streamline. That's the habit. And all the other strokes are just habits built on that that one habit. So what I'm going to talk about what our routine is, and I think uh, explain where all the elements of it come from, and then you can take that and use it as you will, or come up with your own, and I would encourage you to remember that your routine is designed, or should be designed, to welcome new swimmers, keep old swimmers, so ones that are still in your program for multiple months or years, keep them interested and engaged, and also allow you to have a simple framework that you can change the pieces of very easily. So what I mean by that is that uh, if your warm-up is generally a 50 swim and then 225 position 11, you can play with those elements. You can do a 50 kick or two 50s swim instead of just one, or you can use fins or kickboards or, you know, alter. The elements of that can always change. But what happens first is that they're going to swim down and back without any discussion, comment, or complaint. Uh, it's just get in and go. Then we'll do our 225s position 11. You can iterate on that, make some adjustments. Um, so it doesn't always have to be... It, it, the, the framework is the general idea or purpose, and the nuance, the pieces, the specifics are things that change on a day-to-day -day basis based on your goals and what you're looking to accomplish. So let me talk about our routine and our framework for our swim practice, and I'll talk about some specifics. It'll be in the show notes so you can read along or follow it. 
And if you've ever looked at any of our practices, you'll see that it does follow this similar framework. So a warm-up, this is for our developmental one group, and a developmental two group would be the same framework, but more yardage, so longer. So developmental one, these are for beginners that are just joining the swim team. Uh, and so this is uh, your group that you've defined in your plan and uh, the previous episode. Uh, and now you know, okay, who you're going to be teaching, what skills they're going to have coming in. Now, now you need to start teaching those skills on a day-to-day -day basis to a group of kids that may or may not be there every day. So having a routine and making things as smooth as possible is an important thing, and that's why we have this routine. So the warm-up is a 50 swim, two 25s of position 11, and we do that together. The question of the day and if you get the answer right, you do an activity. And if you do get the answer wrong, you do a swim. So for example, the 50 swim would be a 50 uh, freestyle kick. Or sometimes it's a 50 freestyle. So the intent behind this 50 free is it's a very simple activity, but it's designed to just get everybody in the water and moving quickly. Personally, I detest cold water, and that first jump in is the worst. And if I'm asked to jump in and then stand around waiting for someone to tell me to go, I hate that. Um, I also hate seeing kids reluctantly like dancing and playing and, and trying to avoid getting in the water and delaying it as long as possible. Just get in the water and go. 50 free. Or any swim, 50 backstroke, 50 breaststroke, 50 kick, 50 fly kick, 50 kick with fins, you know, really anything. It's just get in and go. Um, and then for the next thing is 225s position 11. Actually, we do a 100 IM kick first, too. So um, the 100 IM kick is a really good way to establish what IM is. Um, and so you can do that 100 IM kick and then your 50 swim. Either way, um, making sure that it is uh, the first activity is just get in and go, warm up, and be comfortable. Then we do 225s position 11. Uh, we do this because position 11 is extremely important and it's a target drill and it's a targeting skill. Uh, position 11 is where you put your arms directly above your shoulders and keep your arms straight. And the reason we do this every day is because we want to establish every day how important position 11 is. Specifically in freestyle, breaststroke, butterfly, and backstroke. It occurs in every competitive stroke. So knowing how to put your hands in that position is crucial importance to doing any swim stroke well. So that's why we do a position 11 every day. We talk about streamline. We talk about kicking in position 11, lifting your head up to breathe, make it a quick breath. We talk about the three things to position 11. Uh, and this is just to build that habit, that muscle memory, that physical memory, that mental memory of what streamline in position 11 is so that we can reference it later on in our instruction when we're talking about how to do good swimming. So a lot of the freestyle strokes that we'll do when we're teaching is start and stop in position 11 or catch-up drill if you're familiar with it. And position 11 at the beginning of the day for 225s where we explicitly talk about it and take about four to five minutes doing it is worth it because we can reference position 11 later on in our practice as a remember position 11? They're like, of course I do. Then swim in position 11. Stop swimming with your hands by your hips. It's a good reference that we can establish immediately. We have to define it much like coding or like 
uh, writing, you have to define something, and then you can return to it. So 50 position, 22, 25 is position 11, and then we know what position 11 is. Uh, then we break up that with the, the intense skill work. We break that up with a question of the day. Now, the question of the day is a very, it, it should be a simple question. It's one that half of the group may get right and half may not get correct. And that's a challenging thing to do because it requires that you know your swimmers. Uh, but it's also very interesting because you can use the question of the day to start introducing swimming terms like what is a 100 IM kick? What does IM stand for? Individual medley. What is the order of an IM? Fly back breast free. How long is this pool? 25 yards. What is circle swimming? You know, and then you can describe it. Or if you're going this direction and you're swimming butterfly, which side of the lane should you be on? And then they should tell you. So you can use the, the question of the day to, to start teaching those swimming terminology words without actually having to explicitly say it before you're introducing a, a set or a skill. You can use the question of the day to do that. And for a correct answer, it's usually a challenge or something fun or simple. And for a wrong answer, it's usually something boring like a 50 freestyle kick or a 50 freestyle swim, and then if you get it right, you get to do a challenge of some kind. So that's our warm-up. It's the 100 IM kick, the 50 swim, just get it and go, 225's position 11, the question of the day. And we do that every single day. And the 50 swim changes. It may, maybe it's a kick, maybe it's a drill, maybe it's with fins or paddles or whatever it is. It's something different, but the framework itself remains the same. And it has this... Uh, quadruple intent. Uh, the first one being get in and go, just get in the water and warm up. Teach and establish what position 11 is and streamline is so that we can reference it later on in our practice, specifically as it relates to one of the four competitive strokes. And then the question of the day is a teaching opportunity and it's fun. Kids like to get the question right. Like everyone likes to get the questions correct. And it's interesting, it's mentally stimulating, it's it's refreshing and it gets you ready for it's a good transition between swimming laps and the next portion which is the learning set. So the first set is the warm up, the second set is the learning set. And this is where we start introducing those complex swimming dance, swimming choreography skills like breaststroke arms, butterfly kick, butterfly arms, side breathing if we don't aren't particularly good at it, um, streamline, flip turns, you know, all those specific swimming skills we teach during the learning set. And this is where we break up into two small groups. We have two coaches, so we send one coach to the far side and one coach to the near side of the pool, deep and shallow if you want, and we do short distance skill work. So this is a streamline with three to five strokes that will not take the swimmer more than halfway down the pool. Ideally, if you're in a 25-yard pool, about uh, 10 yards would be the max for anything. And there's a very specific reason for this is because we want to have the swimmers do a lot of streamline in a pretty quick time so that they can't be swimming the full length of the pool. And we have this limitation that uh, we have two groups. So we have, we're using both ends of the lane with doing two separate things. So we can't do it really easily. Um, and then 
doing shorter distances removes a lot of the anxiety of breathing and it removes a lot of the bad habits that happen when someone is swimming a full length. So if we require, if we ask, and this is the example, that we do three streamlines on their back and that they stay underwater until they get to the flags, if possible, uh, that's a, a very simple objective. Push off underwater on your back and streamline. Stay underwater until you get to the flags if you can. And then each attempt, you can give a thumbs up or a thumbs down based on their ability to do a streamline with all three things. Lock your thumb, squeeze yours, look down. Do it on their back. Do it underwater. And then stay underwater until they get to the flags. And so there's a lot of opportunities for feedback, instruction, and guidance here. And, and really, it's just do any activity very short. So and do it multiple times. So it could be five times streamline on your back, and then after the flags, do three backstroke strokes. Um, or in this example, the group one skill is streamline on your back three times. Stay underwater until you get to the flags. Group number two's skill is uh, three times do a streamline with one butterfly stroke. There should be no kicking. And do the fly arms at the surface, and it's okay if when you sweep around back, clapping back into position 11, if you move yourself backwards because you're pushing on the water and you're not kicking. And what we're looking for here is the shape or the motion of the fly arms, not so much the swimming aspect of it. And again, this is the opportunity to establish or teach those new swimming skills to kids that have no experience or very little experience with them. And again, group two could be any skill that you want to work on. It can be freestyle arms, backstroke arms. There's so many chunked out skills from the larger whole that you can create that really it should be whatever you want to work on in this short distance. And that's learning set that's the, the framework for the second part of practice. So at the beginning, we establish our get in and go, our warm up, our skill work on position 11 and streamline. The question of the day, usually the question of the day applies to what we're doing that, that day in practice. Uh, and then we break up into small groups and we practice some intense skill work. And so that is um, short distances, extreme attention to detail, targeted feedback to every swimmer, multiple attempts, and then they switch groups, and then they do it so then they would be able to do both groups. And that should take five to ten minutes. So framework, warm-up, learning set, and then the third component and final component of a practice is, uh, and the routine, is aerobic and practice what you learned in the learning set. So generally, this is a full set. So three times we're going to do everything within the set. A hundred freestyle with fins, and we're going to go right into some aerobic work. So they just did this very intense skill work. So uh, working on backstroke streamlines and butterfly arms. Maybe they've never done either of those before, but they know how to do freestyle. So now we're going to jump right into a hundred freestyle with fins. And that's going to give them an opportunity to get some aerobic work in, practice their streamlines, their freestyle, uh, and just be comfortable kicking and moving. And then 
a shorter distance and then this this part of the component so there's that aerobic portion and it can be anything it'd be 250s 450s whatever you want two 100s anything that's appropriate to your skill level and it should be easily achievable by everybody um, and it's just an, an aerobic build up building endurance building speed build, building the habit of streamline and then we go into the actual skill work of new swimming so now we do 250s the first 25 is two strokes of butterfly and then fly kick the rest of the 25 and returning is backstroke now you'll notice something here if you're paying attention it's a 50 25 fly kick 25 backstroke two strokes of fly and then fly kick this is what we worked on in the learning set we worked on streamline on your back and we worked on butterfly arms now the swimmers the next progressive like small incremental step up now the swimmers are practicing this in a full swimming scenario they're going to swim butterfly down and backstroke back so two strokes of butterfly and then fly kick the rest why only two strokes of butterfly because butterfly is really hard if you don't know how to do it and if you only if you limit swimmers ability to only do two strokes it takes away a lot of that anxiety fear and bad habits when they are doing the wrong thing and replaces it with i can do these two strokes really well and then i can just kick the rest of the way because i know how to do that and kicking butterfly is hard and it's fun and it's a good aerobic builder and we want the kick to drive the arm motion not the other way around so if you jump right into a 25 fly with beginners, they don't do it right, and then they learn bad habits. So we would do two strokes. We limit it to two strokes because we want them to build correct habits with every attempt. You'll also notice that this is the order of an IM. So butterfly backstroke, breaststroke freestyle, which we did in the warm-up. So now we're, we have this recursive link to what we did earlier in the day. Um, and it's a part of the framework is this do something at the beginning during the warm-up, teach it in the middle during the skill practice or the learning set, and then do it during the uh, aerobic portion uh, when you're doing longer swimming towards the end of practice. So everything kind of hooks back into itself. You introduce it in the beginning, and then you reference it for later on when you're doing it as part of your swimming. Uh, and then you have a choice. You, we, we generally do another skill practice, so uh, three streamlines plus five free in one breath just to kind of mix it up and let swimmers refresh and get their breath back. And then we do a challenge. Um, and the challenge is really important because it resets their interest, ability, and focus for the next round of that set, back to that 100 freestyle. So generally, all these pieces, the specifics, are changing. What I could do is just remove all of the modifiers and I would leave the 100 IM kick, the 50, 225s position 11, question of the day, group one, skill one, group two, skill two, and then aerobic set can be three times, 100, 250s, and a challenge. And then you can fill in what each of those are each day. And for us, we use a very similar framework for all of our practices because we want our swimmers to know what to expect and understand what's coming next. When a new swimmer comes in, they're going to be confused, overwhelmed, and fearful. 
But the rest of the swimmers are going to be like, oh, yeah, we do this every day. It's a 109 kick. It's a 50-something. It's 225 position 11. Then we're going to do our question of the day. Then we're going to do some skill work. Then we're going to do some swimming. We'll have some challenges. We'll do it a couple times. And then we're done. And, oh, my gosh, I had so much fun. We want to establish that routine. You want to establish that routine because a routine for your practices is going to provide a good expectation of what's happening next with a little bit of uncertainty because they'll know, you know, we, we did our warm-up and now we're going to do our skill, but what skill are we going to be doing? And then, well, we did our skills, now how are we going to take those skills and apply it to a swimming set? And then what challenges are we going to do? Are we going to do some of the other challenges? Are we going to do a new challenge? Will this challenge apply to what we learned today? So there's a lot of opportunity for excitement and doing something new and different while still having a um, predictable pattern and routine to your practices. And I would argue that a predictable pattern and routine to your practices is both an efficient use of your time and a useful tool to make sure your swimmers are expecting the next step and not being scared about what wild and chaotic thing might happen at practice. Or if they're new, completely not knowing what's going on on a day-to-day basis. So use your routine to make your life easier as a swim coach planning your day-to-day operations. You can take this framework and easily make small changes to it each day. Uh, change what strokes you're doing, change what, how, um, what you're focusing on, what skills you're working on. You can do all those things, um, but still maintain whatever routine it is you have. So I encourage you to look at this, establish your routine, and then use it for your developmental one and your developmental two practices, and stick with it. Iterate, of course, and make small changes over time, and improve what needs to be improved, and you know keep what, what's working well. But establish your routine so that you can easily understand what to expect, and your swimmers can expect something without being afraid of it on a day-to-day basis. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and your feedback, so please feel free to send me an email, jeff at swimminglessonsideas.com, or you can connect with me on Spotify. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, you can support the podcast. It's you know your choice if you want to donate every month, uh, or uh, just send me a message. You can leave me a verbal message, just like a voicemail, if you're old enough to remember what a voicemail is, and you can leave me one, and I can respond to it in a quick format using the podcast or elsewhere on the website. But thank you for your time today and get those routines established for your developmental swim practices. And tomorrow we can teach better lessons together. Take care.